Manitobaville, the podcast, is brought to you by Rodeo Road Studios. Hang on to your hat. Welcome to Manitobaville, the podcast. My name is Mahangel, and today we are talking with Manjit Rukra about all things real estate, investing, learning, doing, and succeeding. marketing reach well now you can take off by telling your story on manitobaville the podcast give your small business a boost and take off with a professionally produced podcast interview sharing your story has never been easier introduce yourself to future clients by sharing your manitobaville podcast experience you can speed up client acquisition you can onboard clients faster and you can save time and money the takeoff package includes a 30 to 45 minute professionally produced podcast interview, three custom host read commercials provided by you, a limited marketing campaign through Rodeo Road and Manitobaville social media, a promotional code so your clients can take advantage of special offers, and it costs only $499.99 plus GST. Terms and conditions apply. Supplies limited. Price subject to change. Visit manitobaville.ca to get started today and email us at howdy at rodeoroadstudios.ca and watch your small business take off. I run a company called Prosper Path, uh, where we uh, train and uh, train and mentor real estate investors or people wanting to get into real estate um, in and how to do it properly, utilizing tools and systems and and just the support they need to actually get their business off the ground. So, how did you get into this uh, teaching mode? Were you a student? Uh, well, I, I've been investing for about fifteen years, so. I, I have quite a bit of experience in investing, uh, started back in 2008. And then um, a few years back, um, you know, we decided uh, we decided to take kind of the knowledge and the experience that we had gained. And just because I see I saw a opportunity in the market where yeah, people wanted to really learn this stuff. They wanted to get in real estate. And uh, it seems like, you know, there's always people wanting to buy properties, but but more so we wanted to target people that wanted to scale, not just like buy one or two properties and that's it. We wanted to cater to people like that had a similar story to me where they wanted to get in the business. They wanted to scale, you know, where they're buying five, six, seven properties a year. And so a few years ago, we started kind of documenting our process, how we, you know, how we buy real estate, how we analyze it, how we fund it. And then that's kind of where Prosper Path was born out of. Who is we? Um, do you work with partners? Well, I know my wife and I. Oh, so it's a family business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So so when you when you first started, how did what made you guys, what were you doing before uh, you and your wife? What were you doing before and what made you 
uh, what drew you into real estate? Oh, well, before I mean, I've <laughs> I've had a, a few different jobs or careers. Uh, I used to I used to be a financial planner back when I was 23. I got my uh, insurance license and started selling life insurance and started selling mutual funds. And so that's actually how I got introduced to real estate. So that's what I was doing like way back when I started. And then throughout, you know, we I left doing that and I got into Manitoba justice. So I worked in corrections for about three years. And at the same time, I really started learning more about real estate and, and, and got more into property purchases and house flipping and yeah, just 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 doing that. Uh, that was like actually my last job. That was my actual like actual job that I had, which was about nine years ago. And and we've been doing the investing now ever since. So what was your, what was your wife doing at that time? She was uh, well before real estate. She was she just had a job uh, basically selling like high end kitchens. High end kitchens, cool. Yeah, <laughs> so that's house related, eh? House related, exactly, exactly. Yeah. She she learned how to sell. So you decide to take the leap together. So that's interesting. Uh, you don't see a lot of couples, married people, um, sort of go into the same business, exact same business, and especially sort of a, a risky business. Yeah, that's right. It's a unique story. I actually met her at a real estate event. So we were already, we were both separately investing in real estate and, uh, you know, buying rental properties, flipping houses. So we had that common interest. Okay. And then obviously, you know, we started dating and got married. So yeah, it's been a blessing. Definitely. Uh, you don't meet a lot of people that are doing the same job or business, but uh, we've been able to to do that, which is great and it works good for us. Yeah. Cause I was thinking if, if, if you were married previous to this, it's sort of a, you know, hold each other's hands, jump off the cliff. Cause it's a, it's an all in kind of thing. So talk to me about uh, just, just Manitoba real estate risk levels and, and are people nervous to get into real estate? Like, is it, is it something they could uh, like lose money in like rapidly? Is it something mm -hmm. that you have to really know what you're doing or? Yeah, of course. I mean, you lose money in any business if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so uh, you definitely can for sure. And uh, there's always, yeah, there's, of course, there's, there's nervousness with anything, any business and, and real estate too. And, um, you know, especially now, just generally speaking, interest rates are higher. So people are cautious on what they're buying what what properties they're buying or if they should buy a property if they should write an offer if they should bring an investor in what's the cash flow going to be because the interest rate environment is higher uh so there's there's a lot of those risks and, and again even if it was in a normal interest rate there's still a risk right well am i buying the property at the right price did is the contractor quote is it is it correct you know are they are they quoting too low what if there's surprises so there's a lot of stuff and i think that's where we, we try to come in and fill that gap where we try to educate people so they have that proper guidance where they're, they're just confident. They can bounce ideas off us. They can look at a deal and say, hey, well, what do you think of this? Like, well, what are your thoughts on this? Before, you know, the alternative is try to figure it out and, you know, make make your plane on the way down, as they say, <laughs> right? So, um, which is actually not a good strategy. So, um, but yeah, for sure, there, there's a level of risk, but you can mitigate that risk by having the proper education, the proper even community and going to networking events and, and just getting around people that are in your field that are doing well and being around them. So that's how you kind of overcome that, right? So that's what we try to do. But I, yeah, I tell people like, it, you don't need to do it by yourself. I mean, you can, uh, but, you know, just be ready that like, you know, if you make a mistake, it, it can, it can put you under, you're out of the game. 
So you're so you, what you provide for people is a, like a holistic plan, and you're giving somebody everything they need to know, and you're mentoring them along the way. So you're educating and mentoring in the business. So who was your mentor when you started up? Like and how, uh, and how much information like, did you get? This kind of information when you were yeah yeah I, I did yeah yeah so I I didn't really have a mentor per se, but I I did take training. A lot of it was U.S. based. Uh, which, you know, uh, back then I, I didn't really look around or anything. It was just kind of presented to me and it sounded like, hey, that's what I want to get in. So I, I got educated. And uh, even though a lot of the stuff was U.S. based, uh, a lot of the tax strategies like tax deeds and liens and things like that aren't really uh, done in, in Canada. So but but nevertheless, I, I did get educated and, and that really helped. It just opened up my eyes of like, wow, there's, there's so much stuff I don't know. How long did it take you to to know what you didn't know? No, I'm still learning. Still learning, <laughs> yeah. It's another original production from Rodeo Road Studios. This episode of Manitobaville, the podcast, is sponsored by Antiquarian Objects, the legend of Manitoba, and your friends at Rotary Road Studios, marketing mavens of the digital range. Podcasts, videos, TV, digital media, marketing, analytics, and more. Visit us today at rodierroad.ca. Rodeo Road Studios. Hang on to your hat. You know, you're you're in the business for two, three years. Uh, you do learn a lot, and, and you obviously learn through. Uh, acquiring properties because you learn and you make mistakes and you fail, um, you know, so as you know, like failures, right? Like those are the biggest lessons. So through all of that, you're, you're learning, but you know, you, I think I learned more by just taking action, like actually getting my feet wet and going out there and writing offers and um, you know, looking for investors and, you know, getting rejected and learning what to say, what not to say and all this stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so like in that period where is this way you did like so you were learning like on the job you'd gone all in no 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 i had a job still no yeah. so I, I was when i was doing this i i had a job so i had steady income which is super important because you don't want to jump all in and like especially if you don't uh you know you don't have a steady flow of income in real estate you definitely don't want to leave your job yeah right it's it, it takes yeah, a while to actually yeah, it takes a while to build that grit and it takes a while to build that knowledge base and experience and and obviously to have money in the bank. You you want to have, you know, six, uh, I always say you want to have at least six to six to 12 months of uh, expenses put away before you actually give your two week notice. If, if that's what you want to do, you know, right. if you want to, some people don't want to do it full time. They just want to replace a uh, supplement their income. But if you want to do it full time, yeah, you want to do it smart. You want to make sure that uh, your, your expenses, or you have a cushion put away before you take the leap. Is there examples of, is there a lot of people that you knew doing the same thing that are still 
like did they have similar experiences or what's the uh, success rate or the failure rate or the people mm -hmm. that come in and then and then find out it's not for them uh, i mean i don't really keep track of that but uh yeah like there there are people when i started there are people still you know that are doing it uh but i also know some people that are not anymore like they started around the same time as me they you know they went on to other things or they realized it wasn't for them um or you know worse yet they bought a deal unfortunately and it was just a really bad buy and uh you know i put them under right put them in a bunch of negative debt and that's it they're back to the whatever else they were doing what kind of personality traits do you possess that has helped you through this mm, good question personality traits um i'd say i'd say definitely like hard work you know you have to have a work ethic in this in this field and uh in any business like if you're running any business you need work ethic you have to work hard uh you really have to just have like uh like a persistence in you 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 really need to know like because there'll be times when it's it's tough and you want to give up and you're battling with your mind and you're wanting to quit and all this stuff you just have to have that long-term vision so i think that's one of the things that i've i've just learned over the years uh just build up that grit right you need to that's a huge part of it and and also that you got to be good at good at networking you got to you don't want to be you don't need to be a super salesperson or whatever but like you you need to develop like how to talk to people inter uh, interpersonal communication skills uh, because at the end of the day like you're you're dealing with people right like it's business you're dealing with contractors and realtors and lawyers and investors and all of this stuff so you need to be able to communicate well to get your point across and and just be persistent no matter what just be persistent i think that's one thing i've i didn't have it in the beginning but i've learned it over time i've learned it through trial and error and a lot of failure where you just learn what not to do and everybody here is looking for the winnipeg deal i guess you're you're dealing with people who are they're selling something maybe they want a little too much you're waiting for them to come down on the price but they're not you know they they think no oh, it's a, you know i want this much or they're buying yeah. something from you and they're they're trying to knock your price down oh yeah but, exactly no for sure like I, I mean they want the highest price we want the lowest price so that's part of it right so um but that's part of the part of the business right you're even on the investor side right the investor wants this much interest you're only able to pay this much or they want like 50% or 60% equity and you want you know you want that for yourself and so yeah you have to get your point across you have to learn how to again negotiate and come up with terms that are workable for everybody and and uh, so that's part of the game that's part of learning and and trial and error and uh, even us we we've been I've been on over 200 in person negotiations with homeowners right you so you you learn a lot and you learn like you learn again like what i said you learn what not to do so is track record a big part of that i mean you can be persistent and you can know your stuff but i guess if you show people on paper what you've done that's uh that sort of settles a lot of uh unease sure yeah yeah exactly are you talking about uh basically like negotiating with homeowner are you talking in general I don't know. Do you have to show a track record with a homeowner or do you just have to find not the right really. price? No, no, not really. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, you do talk about like, hey, I got a website and I've been doing this for a while. So, I mean, yeah, for sure. There's stuff that you can show uh, an owner to show your credibility and, and build that no like trust. Of course, anything like that helps. And then with the investors, of course, the other side, the track record is like any business then. Yeah. 
because you're they're, yeah, they're right. they see you as a business and they want to invest with with your business essentially so they need to know what they're getting into for sure exactly and that's where having again past experience or having other investors that you can send them over to get referrals and uh, word of mouth is, is huge as well right if you have an investor they got their money back they did a deal with you they got their money back well that's huge <laughs> so that's a you know getting like well who else do you know that that is maybe looking to park their money in real estate right so just going and getting referrals from them like that's the best when when you've actually done something really good for them right right so so how long does that take like uh you know before somebody gets comfortable with you um for like what working with you as an investor yeah or as a lender yeah uh, it all depends it depends who they are right are they family are they friends are they a, can they be know, banks i guess as well sorry can they be a like a financial institution as well Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you we've borrowed money from a bank, right? You you can go to a bank and and get a mortgage, get a loan. You, we've gone to what we call uh, B lenders in our industry or hard money lenders. These are more institutional lenders that charge a, a high interest. Um, so because they're just, they're just very quick quick loans. So again, but you got to build that trust with them. You got you definitely got to show them a track record that you've done it. <clears throat> and again, you're just you know you have a, a good reputation, right? That's huge. Or you're just you know, you're, you're someone that is easy to deal with. Like that's one uh, trade in business. You don't want to, you want to be a good person to deal with, right? In general, like if, if you're, you know, you're just kind of rough around the edges or whatever, like it doesn't fly well, especially in this industry. So you, you have to make sure. And again, these are skills that you, over time you develop, you polish yourself, you know, you, you dress like, like we say in business, right? You dress for the part. Right. So how long have you been doing this? You said five years? Oh, 15. about since 2008. 2008, yeah. So how, what kind of properties have you invested in? And like, how did you start and where has that brought you to? Yeah, so we, we've invested in, um, you know, so we started with single family homes and then we moved, moved into multifamily homes. So me personally, we, we focus on like smaller multifamily. That's what we, that's what we like doing in, in our portfolio. And, and we've done everything from, yeah, buying rental properties to, uh, you know, hiring a builder to build us uh, like infills to flipping houses. So we've done done all sorts of, of different strategies in real estate. And at the, at the end of the day, it depends like what season I was in, right? Like if I was just starting off or, you know, what are my financial goals now compared to what they were when I started? So that really, that really dictates like what, what I want to do at the end of the day with a property because, the nice thing about real estate, there's there's different exit strategies. So you might buy it and you might say, hey, I might rent it. I might refinance and, and pull my money out or pull my investor's money out and keep it as a rental. Or maybe I'll, I'll just sell it um, or maybe I'll, you know, I'll buy it and and just sell the deal to somebody else for a higher price. Right. So there's different ways uh, of doing all of that stuff. So which is what I really like about real estate, right? That's just not like one cookie cutter approach. There's different ways to earn money in real estate. Is your podcast working for you or are you working for your podcast? 
It's not easy finding the time to turn your ideas into great content. And right now, Streamer's got more podcasts than I believe I've ever seen. But if you're different and want to stack the deck in your favor, we can get your production on track and help you to find your audience. The good folks at Rodeo Road Studios will help you particularize, synthesize, and optimize your podcast broadcast. Get your show on the road by visiting rodeoroad.ca. Rodeo Road Studios. Hang on to your hat. You do want to have a focus, like you don't want to just be doing everything, uh, as I always say. But I mean, as you build your tool belt of experience, you can look at a deal and say, hey, well, what what do I want to do? What do you want, what do I want to do with this? Or what do my partner, what do they want to do with this? And and there you can determine what's the best uh, exit strategy for you, right? So uh, again, yeah, like as you grow, as you start earning money, as you start you know, building up your cash flow again. Yeah. Your needs change. And so you always have to look at that. Like, well, what's, what's your, what's your end goal? Like, what are you trying to do here? So what kind of, how have, how have your, and how have your needs changed over the, over the years? Well, when I first started, I, um, when I was 23, I had a lot of personal debt, a lot of consumer debt and just stuff that I, again, in my early twenties racked up, you know, buying, buying SUV on the loan and just borrowing money and, and, and all the stuff. And, and my income was very low, but I was, but I was buying stuff, right. Just kind of uh, cars and things like that. So um, a lot of it over time, as I started earning more money, as I started, and at that time in my early twenties, we were focused uh, a lot on buying, renovating and selling properties. So we started making a lot, a really good income doing that as I got better on it, better at it. So I paid off our debts and and so then our income changed and then we moved away from house flipping and we moved into buy and hold, which we call like, you know, buying duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes. Instead of selling them, we started holding them uh, because we didn't really need the profits anymore. We didn't need to, you know, make whatever, 20, 30, 40 grand per deal. Uh, because we didn't, our, our debts were paid off. Maybe we cut down, we cut down our reno, our buy, fix, sell jobs from like seven or eight a year, which is what we used to do, seven or eight house flips a year to like, hey, I'll do one or two to live on, and then the rest I'll hold it uh, in my portfolio. Okay, then you could you you focus more on wealth building and long term. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wealth, wealth creation, wealth building, definitely right. Something we can pass down to our kids uh if they want to if they want to take it over and, and all that stuff so right. uh yeah exactly so that's what i mean your your needs change over time so are you are you looking then have you ever in, become the investor for somebody else uh no we haven't no no not uh like at this point like uh, people ask me that all the time but you know we we have capital so if we find a deal we rather just not have an investor and just fund our own property because I have the experience. So someone like me would not lend money because if they have the experience of being the active partner, like actually finding the deal, learning that you can fund your own deal and, and make a, a much higher return. Cause on both sides, you're the person you're looking for. Exactly. You become the person you want to be. Exactly. Exactly. The, the lending part really comes, uh, if you, if you really truly just want to be passive, 
uh, or maybe you don't have that skill set of you don't have a network built up. You don't know how to find a deal. Uh, you don't know how to negotiate it. So if you don't have those skills, but you have capital, you have a good job. Um, that's where really a, a person who wants to lend or yeah, lend or borrow money to, to an investor comes in. That's interesting. So you've got a lot of, of uh, this ahead of you too, because you're still a young man. So yeah, kind of, yeah, almost 40. Almost 40, yeah. So you'll be doing this till you're probably 90 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. Because it's something really, you yeah. can do, right? Like if yeah. it's, it's knowledge-based, that's you know, if you can get out and look at a property and evaluate it yourself, yeah. then you can, you know, that's sort of the key elements is the knowledge, the ability to, to see it for yourself and then the ability to make your decisions. So for sure. So how, what, what do you see in the future as a, like as entrepreneurial? Do you think you'll stick with this? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, unless I feel strongly called to do something else, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been doing it already for like 15 years. Uh, so I see myself doing it and that's why two years ago we started prosper path. Um, just because we, we had our real estate business, you know, pretty automated. Like we had learned that stuff. And it doesn't require me to be there for eight hours a day uh, because, you know, basically like we have uh, we have contractors. I don't swing the hammer myself. Uh, I just I essentially just find the deal and I find the capital. So that's why we we got into the training, you know, training arena where we're consulting other investors. Right. Based on our own knowledge. So uh, I moved into that. So I see myself just, you know, doing those two businesses uh, going forward because they are congruent. So your network extends, like you say, out into contractors, all kinds of contractors are needed, I guess, to work on properties. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Contractors, sub trades, um, you know, depending on if you're, you're building, we don't personally build anything We you know, we'll hire, hire a builder, but again, you still need to find builders to build and, and uh, what we call wholesalers, people who bring us uh, off market properties that want to move them. They don't, you know, they, they find a homeowner that, or they find a lot and the, the, the private owner or the homeowner wants a fire sale. They just want to get rid of it. So we have a network of people like that that will bring us private deals and we'll just buy it from them. Wow. So how, how, how long have you worked with some of these contractors? Like are those, those relationships are probably hard to find as well when you're first starting? Yeah, yeah. I've had different contractors over the years for sure. Uh, especially in the beginning years, uh, we moved around a lot, like from different contractors and stuff. So, but you know, the current, current team that I work with, we, we've been probably working with them for about seven or eight years now. Wow. And, uh, great relationship. They, they, they've worked with us, they've worked with other investors. So they have a lot of experience and yeah, we have a good working relationship. So, you know, as they say, if it's not broken, you know, don't fix it. Oh, you got to fix it. That's what you need the contractor for. <laughs> exactly. That's right. You that's need right. relationship contractors too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For sure. Find the, find the right people. Yeah. So tell me, okay. So you mentioned Prosper Path. So this is your next, your next uh, logical step. Like you were talking about at the beginning of the of the show. It's, uh, you t you've taken all your knowledge and all your experience and you've packaged it up to hand off to other people. So can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, so about, um, I think about three and a half years ago, we decided, my wife and I decided to basically, you know, harness our knowledge, right? The things that we had built up over the years, the processes, kind of the systems that we built up on attracting money partners and presenting deals to them and how we talk to homeowners, what sort of marketing do we run to get our phone ringing? So 
Well, I started packaging all of this stuff together. I, I put it together, you know, basically on paper first. And then I, I learned how to build an online platform, like an online course where people can, they have a username, they have a login, they can log into it and they can get access to this training and basically uh, how we can provide support. So we launched that four years ago. And uh, yeah, it was in September four years ago. And now we, we have almost 250 clients in Canada that have taken our training. They've gone through it. Uh, we started obviously in Winnipeg because that's where we're from. But now we have uh, we have students basically all across Canada. And because it's online, uh, we're able to provide that. And 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 even so, like over the years, like we're in 2023, we're always adding stuff to it. There's new modules, new training based on the current market it's in. So we're always iterating the offer. We're making sure that it's up to date. It's what people want to learn. If there's something that's missing, you know, we work on developing it. I do a lot of the product development and uh, I have a sales guy. We I do some of the sales. He does some of the sales. And I have a real estate coach that has a lot of experience. So he does a lot of the support and the training. Uh, and as well as we have an executive assistant that helps us. And so, yeah, we, we built this team, you know, about I think about five people plus me uh, over the last five, uh, four years that helps me run the business. And again, we're, we're still a, a newer company and we're, we're still figuring stuff out and, and uh, again, making it better as, 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 as good as we can make it for the people that are in our program. Well, I was, I was actually interested in with your packages anyway, because you say you're always updating your packages. Um, like in tax laws change, of course, governments put different things together to to roll with the uh, the dynamics of, of a culture and a country and, and law and whatnot. Um, how's that been? How's that affected real estate as, as, as long as you've been in it? Or how do you think that's going to affect real estate? Well, I mean- yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it is in some part, like I've heard things of, you know, the government getting rid of the uh, principal residence tax exemption, where now if you own a property, it's your principal residence. Well, now we're going to tax you. You're not allowed to have that. Uh, you're like not, capital you're not gains, allowed. right? Cap, cap, yeah, we're going to, or yeah, capital gains or whatever tax they impose. Yeah. Um, they're, they're thinking about bringing that in. I mean, that was one thing, you know, as a, as a Canadian, right? You can say, hey, this is my own house. And if it appreciates, this is one place I can park my money. And for most, for most everyday folks, their wealth is in their house. You know, outside of their house, they don't really have a lot of investments, right? So yeah. if you're imposing that, that's going to affect it for sure. Or they haven't done it yet, but um, you know. So there's we've talked about that. Even though my clientele, it's 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 more than just their house, right? We we their house is just a small piece of their wealth. We show them how to buy. And, and we show them how to buy and scale their income through owning rental properties. So there's there's that portion. But like, yeah, that doesn't affect it. But I, I think the other thing is uh, Canada is going to be, they're going to be, and they are letting a lot of immigration here. So I think that's great for investors because, again, the supply isn't there. So, I mean, it's good and bad. Depends on which uh, lens you look at it, right? For an investor, it's great because if there's not much uh, supply, you know, the the properties that you have on the market, well, they're going to sell for more, right? And you can charge more because there isn't enough. You know, on the flip side, it, it sucks for people that are coming into the country or, or people that are already born and raised here yeah. and they can't find homes. Um, so, yeah, so you just that's the whole government, right? You try to balance all of that and, and how do you do it? So, um 
you know, that, that affects us too, for sure. So we, we look at those trends and again, the current interest rates, right? That's, that's taken a lot of investors out of the market uh, because they're either scared sitting on the sidelines or they just like threw in the towel. All right. This is where, again, I've been investing. I've seen a couple of these interest rate hikes. So I, I've been through it because I've been doing it for 15 years. I've just learned that, again, like I was saying, you persevere. You just figure it out. You yeah. figure it out. You figure out, you know, you've gone through that cycle. And you just say, hey, you know what? Like, I'm I'm, I'm under the mindset that you can make money in any market. And I guess right? you, you're allowed to see trends coming, too, if you're looking for that kind of information. You can see yeah, things. Yeah, and... if you're looking for it, for sure, for sure. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm like uh, some economist or I know it yeah, all. But you hear things, you read things, you talk to people. Yeah, I have a general understanding. And again, what we teach in our program is you make money on the buy. You make money in your real estate deal. It doesn't matter what the economy might be doing. Is but if you can, if you can good, if you can get get good at locating a property, finding motivation of a homeowner wanting to sell, where you know they they just don't have money to renovate the home, right? They've had it for thirty years. Yeah. They got a bunch of equity in it, but they have no room or no money. And you can provide them a solution. Say, hey, you know what? I'll take this house from you, and I'll help you with the moving costs. I'll even pay for your lawyer. Like you know, yeah. we've done all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's where you're going to make your money. That's where you're going to make your money. And the, regardless of what the interest rates are doing. And you can help the seller make money too then because they don't have to sell their money to fix their house to do all that yeah, stuff. They yeah, just... or they don't have to sell through a realtor yeah. right, and pay another five, 10, 15 grand to somebody. Yeah, so they can move on happy and you can move into a good situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for sure. So that's that's how I, that's how I look at it. Um, but yeah, for sure, like it's... Uh, and all you know, that, all this stuff comes back to networking, whether you're looking for that kind of deal or if you're looking for news on what yeah. law is going to change. You might have networked yeah. with uh, real Ro- estate Robert lawyers. Kiyosaki, or... Robert Kiyosaki, your your network is your net worth. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. So it's it's uh, it's true. Yeah, definitely. Well, you're part of the Manitobaville network now, so things should be okay for there you. you. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> so you're passing it on. In a, in a, you've, you've, you've made a better world, I guess, for real estate investors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're trying to, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're trying to, right. So just really supporting them in their goals, right? Like they're obviously they want to get in real estate. They want to build wealth. They want to make money. They want to avoid mistakes. So we try to have a place where we can help people do that. And, and again, avoid those mistakes, have a sense of community, have a sense of support and like a sounding board where, you're not trying to have to figure out all of this investing stuff on your own. You know, we're, we're always growing and uh, growing and learning. And um, even being in Prosper Path, I've learned, I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know in real estate. So when I was in real estate, I learned a certain set of skills, right? I learned how to negotiate. I learned how to uh, raise money. I learned how to talk to sellers. I learned how to communicate with realtors, you know, how to really convince realtors or bring you deals over somebody else. I learned how to, you know, negotiate maybe even fees with lawyers. But as I got into Prosper Path, it was a totally different business. Like we went from like in person, like brick and mortar to online. So we went to the online space. So then at that point, I didn't have that skill set. So I actually invested in another program four years ago that basically taught you how to take your knowledge and basically offer it and, and sell it. And so I had to learn how to run an online business, how to market it, how to find clients, how to 
actually create a program and all of this stuff. So I've learned this whole set, a whole new set of skills over the four years and, and still learning. And so I think that's really been good because I've used that knowledge now that I have in the online e-commerce space. And I've used it to actually add more value to my real estate investing students because they're also creating content. They're, you know, they're trying to make a name for themselves. And through some of the skills I learned at e-commerce, I actually, you know, I find that it works really well, too, with even negotiating with sellers and raising money. So, you know, the more skills you can learn, I find you're just more holistic. You're just better in business. I agree. So what's Manitoba like for you and you and the people you're working with, like your your students and that? Is Are they wide ranged all over Manitoba, for example? Uh, no, it... no. I mean, there are there's some in smaller towns, but mm-hmm. mainly they're in, in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. How do they find it here? Like, uh, is Manitoba a good place to invest in long term? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a it's a it's a stable market. It has, you know, it, it doesn't it's not as volatile as some other places like Ontario or Vancouver. Um, it also, it doesn't go up. It doesn't go up, you know, it doesn't appreciate as fast, but it also doesn't drop down as fast, right? Yeah. So, you, you know, you you might get that, again, what they call like that boring return, right? But it's like two, 3% a year. It's, you know, it's basically hedging against inflation, right? So, but it's a, it's a great place for cash flow because you can still get in the market, and you're not spending eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars on a triplex or a fourplex like you are in these other bigger cities. It's so I think it's from that aspect, it's still affordable, and there's still a lot of there's strong immigration here, and just like other like most places, right? They're they're short uh, homes, so I think it's a great place to be here, uh, to be in 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 real estate in general. But yeah, for sure in Winnipeg, it's it's uh, it's affordable, which is which is great, and again, our, our vacancy is low. Nice. Okay, so just about out of time. So give me another, give me another plug for Prosper Path. Tell people where they can find you. Yeah, if anybody wants to reach out or, or learn a little bit more about the Winnipeg market or Manitoba uh, and some of the things that we do of basically buying real estate uh, without having to use your own savings every single time, you can uh, find me on Instagram. Uh, it's just my first name, last name, Manjeet Rukra. Uh, you can also go to my YouTube channel, Manjeet Rukra, or you can even go to our website www.prosperpath.com Hey folks, just a reminder, our email is howdy at rodeoroadstudios.ca or you can use the contact form at rodeoroad.ca. You can visit us on social media. Just search for the Manitobaville moniker. And we appreciate every like, share, and comment that you care to make. And visit our YouTube page, Rodeo Road Studios. And when you watch that video, please hit the subscribe button. Thank you so much. Okay, big thank you to Manjit Rukra for coming on and talking about investing in real estate. Uh, You'll find his contact info in the show notes, in the show description, and you'll be able to get a hold of him and find out what it's all about. And uh, yeah, as long as you're investing, invest in Manitobaville, the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Hit subscribe. 
become a lifelong listener. We're going to be having new episodes coming out all through 2024, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think our season four is wrapping up. We're going to be going ahead into season five, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned. Manitobaville, the podcast is a production from Rodeo Road Studios Limited. Copyright 2023.